if you want the latest news in technology, reviews of great new tech hardware and software, along with helpful tech tips, then Tech Brood with Greg Doig is the podcast for you and everyone that loves tech. Welcome back to another episode of Tech Brood. This episode is for May 21st, 2022, and I'm your host, Greg Doig. Today, let's talk about bit depth for you budding content creators out there, or for those that are already out there creating content. Bit depth is an important aspect of digital video and audio content creation. It has a direct correlation with file size and the quality of your content. Most people use the term bit depth and bit rate interchangeably and don't even know that these are two different things. This article will look at bit depth and why it is important for video and audio content creation. It is also good to know when buying equipment and software for your content creation toolbox. Bit depth is a specification that determines how many bits are used to encode or decode color or audio data. When bit depth is used in conjunction with color space and audio, it defines the range of colors that can be displayed on a monitor or audio signals reproduced through an audio system. When it comes to images, bit depth is the number of bits used to represent each pixel in an image. This can range from one bit, which would give you a black and white image, to 24 bits, which would give you a color image with millions of colors. Increasing the bit depth allows for more accurate color representation and smoother tonal gradations. Images are stored in a special file format called a bitmap. Your computer reads and processes the image data from that file. The more bits in the bitmap, the more detailed the image is. The bitmap stores the color depth of the image and how many colors can be displayed. For example, an 8-bit image can display 256 different colors, while a 16-bit image can display 65,536 different colors. However, increasing the bit depth also increases file size and processing requirements for your computer. An 8-bit pixel can go from completely off to completely on in 255 steps. Some camera systems will use extra bit depths, as it's called, to give more headroom in the brighter parts of the picture or even more shadow room. As far as bit depth relates to audio, bit depth is the number of bits used to represent a digitally sampled audio signal. Sampled audio signals are usually represented using 8-bit, 16-bit, or 24-bit depth. The bit depth affects the quality and dynamic range of the audio signal. As mentioned, a 24-bit audio signal is stored in a 24-bit file. If you have a program that can read and process 24-bit files, you will most likely find that it sounds better than the same program's 16-bit version. I hope this helps people out there interested in learning more about bit depth. (laughs) Bit depth is a very important concept, again, in video and audio content creation, and it is important to understand how it works. And we hope this explanation will help you learn and grow as a video or audio editor if you're just starting out. And if you have any questions or you want to learn more, you can always find out at my website, gregdoig.com, and you can listen to more episodes at gregdoig.com forward slash techbrood. Coming up next on Tech Brood, some tech news. And this week's news will cover an article that was written at the website securitymagazine.com by the security staff there. And the title of the article is Three in Five Organizations Lost Data Over Email in the Past Year. They go on to say that nearly 60% of organizations experience data loss 
or exfiltration caused by an employee mistake on email in the last 12 months. This according to new research from an email security company called Teshin and the Panaman Institute. Email was revealed as the riskiest channel for data loss in organizations, as stated by 65% of IT security practitioners. This was closely followed by cloud file sharing services at 62% and instant messaging platforms, 37%. The Poneman Institute surveyed 614 IT security practitioners across the globe and also found out that employee negligence is the leading cause of data loss incidents, and over a quarter of data loss incidents are caused by malicious insiders. It takes up to three days for security and risk management teams to detect and remediate a data loss and exfiltration incident caused by a malicious insider on email. And almost one in four organizations experience up to 30 security incidents involving employees' use of email every month. One example is an email being sent to an unintended recipient. The most common types of confidential and sensitive information lost or intentionally stolen include customer information at 61%, intellectual property at 56%, and consumer information at 47%. User-created data, which includes sensitive email content, text files, M&A documents, and regulated data, such as credit card data, social security numbers, national ID numbers, employee data, and intellectual property were identified as the three types of data that are most difficult to protect from data loss. The top two consequences they write for data loss incidents were revealed as non-compliance with data protection regulations at 57% and damage to an organization's reputation at 52%. Furthermore, a previous study from Teshin found that almost one-third of businesses lost a client or customer because of an employee sending an email to the wrong person. And they go on to note that organizations can't protect what they can't see. A lack of visibility of sensitive data that employees transferred from the network to personal email was cited as the most common barrier to preventing data loss. Further, over half the recipients report being unable to identify legitimate data loss incidents and standard employee data handling behaviors. As a result, it takes security teams 72 hours on average to detect and remediate a data loss and exfiltration incident caused by the malicious insider on email and almost 48 hours to detect and remediate an incident caused by a negligent employee. But despite these risks, they go on to say, organizations do not have adequate training in place. While 61% have security awareness training, only about half of IT security leaders say their programs properly address the sensitivity and confidentiality of the data that employees can access on email. Teshin Chief Information Security Officer Josh Yavor said, Most security awareness training programs focus on inbound threats, yet fail to adequately address the handling of sensitive data internally. But data loss, whether accidental or intentional, is a major threat and should be treated as a top priority. He goes on to say, to create awareness and mitigate data loss incidents, organizations need to be proactive in delivering effective data loss prevention training, while also gaining greater visibility into how employees handle the company data. Security awareness training that directly addresses common types of data loss, including what's okay to share with personal accounts and what's not okay to take with you when you leave a company, and a culture that builds trust and confidence among employees will improve security behaviors 
and limit the amount of data that flows out of the organization. Coming up next on Tech Brood, tech tips and the how-to section for this week. Today's tech tip is for you iPhone users out there. Your iPhone may not have come with an instruction manual in the box, as you probably know, but it does have one, and Apple keeps it up to date. You can find the iPhone user guide at support.apple.com. If you go there, it has a nice search function, and it's organized with a table of contents, and the instructions are simple, clear, and hyperlinked to each other. But if you'd rather have something that you can look at at your leisure, you can grab the iPhone user guide from Apple Books and the price, well, it's free. So again, you get that from the Apple Books site and you think you might not need to read the manual, but there are lots of tips and tricks in there that you may not have seen and may not know about. And you could be surprised by some of them. So go ahead, take a look on the web again at support.apple.com or head on over to Apple Books and grab the free guide. And that's your tech tip for today. Well, this ends this week's show. But yes, we will work to bring you more and hope you enjoyed another episode of Tech Brood, where we talk about getting your tech brood just the way you like it. I'm Greg Doig, and thank you for listening.